0: This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life.
1: Welcome to episode 28 of Living the Gospel. I'm Eunice and I'm sitting here with Milenko.
0: Hi, Eunice, and hi everyone. Thanks for listening.
1: So, Milenko, you've been a Christian probably all your life.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: I have a question for you. What do you think is the most exciting part about being a Christian?
0: For me, it's always been, I do get this excitement when I'm reading the Word and you see that the whole Word fits together like a jigsaw puzzle. Everything, like whoever's written it, it fits in. If it's Paul, or if it's Peter, or if it's an Old Testament prophet, it, the Gospel is a whole. And every bit of it makes sense for me. Like, you can always use it in your daily life, and it really works. I think that's really exciting because that's, for me, a real—I get this feeling that God's near. He's interested in me. He's actually planned my life. He's given me His Word, and it works for me. It works for everyone else, and it works in every situation, anywhere, anytime, for anyone. I think that's really exciting.
1: And it's also something that is dynamic. It's always— progressing changing your relationship with Jesus for example
0: yeah and that's uh, that's the whole thing too that when you read in God's word you can read about Jesus and it's just he's so familiar it's not something that's distant or it's really something that matches my life that I can feel and that's that's really how I, ha- how I have it that I have a relationship with him
1: so we thought today that we'll do it an episode on pursuing a deeper relationship with Jesus. I think I think all of us have that desire in our hearts to think as Christians that we want to get to know Jesus better. And this episode is for all of us who want that relationship. Mm. Maybe we feel like we don't have that, or we might have had this relationship for a while with Jesus. Well, but what's important is that. It's dynamic, like what we right. said, and, and, and it then, can grow.
0: That's actually what Christianity is all about, isn't it? It is a relationship to Jesus, our Lord and Master, our friend, our brother. It's a practical life
1: mm.
0: with Jesus. Very That's real. what Christianity is, a relationship with Jesus.
1: So, today we have an article by Vern Nicolette, How Can I Have a Deeper Relationship with Jesus? And we'll hear that now first.
0: How Can I Have a Deeper Relationship with Jesus? Written by Vern Nicolette The relationship that Christians have with Jesus can vary greatly from person to person. Just because you've been converted, that is, become a Christian, doesn't necessarily mean that you have a deep and intimate relationship with Jesus. For some Christians, a relationship with Jesus consists of praying to Him and going to church on Sunday. They allow Jesus to be a sacrifice for their sins, but the relationship with Him stops there. For others, Jesus is an example to follow, and they try their best to live as he did. But since Jesus is in heaven, and they are here, they don't really expect to have much of a relationship with him, and therefore, in fact, do not. Such relationships with Jesus can, at best, be described as distant. The Bible, however, speaks about an intimate and dynamic relationship with Jesus. He is, after all, a person, not a theological concept, not someone who once lived on the earth and now is far away, but a person who is alive and can be very near. He himself was tempted in all points, just as you are, but overcame sin and death. Because of his faithfulness, he has all the power and grace to help you to overcome sin in your life. This also means that your relationship with him can be full of life, not something lifeless and stagnant, because he himself is alive. The fact is that you, yourself, decide what relationship you want to have with Jesus. You must first choose to believe that an intimate relationship with Jesus is possible before you can enter into such a relationship, for everything, spiritually speaking, is a product of one's faith. A relationship with Jesus is not one-sided. Jesus makes this clear when he says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. John 14 verse 23 Just think that Jesus and the Father want to come and make their home with you. Is that the relationship that you have with him? And again he says that he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. John 14 verse 21 Have you ever thought that Jesus wants to manifest or reveal himself to you? That promise is given to those who love him and keep his commandments so it is clear that such a revelation of Jesus is to occur throughout your life as a Christian and not only at the beginning of your Christian life. If you choose to fulfill these conditions, that is obey Jesus' word in your life, Jesus will become a beloved friend whom you can have fellowship with on a daily basis. He will not be far away for you, but rather lives and speaks in your heart and mind through the Holy Spirit. Did he not say the kingdom of heaven is within you? There will be an ongoing dialogue with him whom you love and follow after. He is not only your friend, but one who understands what it's like to be tempted and can therefore help you in the time of need. He is a source of wisdom and encouragement and therefore a source of strength in the time of temptation. He is your savior, not only from the penalty of sin, but also from its power in your life on a daily basis. As it is written, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 36 verse 1. That is how you will experience Jesus. He is able to have compassion on the weak because he has experienced human weakness himself. Your relationship with Jesus exists in your heart, mind and spirit. When he is the centre of your affection, then he also sits on the throne of your heart. Thoughts that come into your mind begin to be brought before him with the attitude of heart, Dear Lord Jesus, Is this thought pleasing in your sight? With such an attitude, your heart begins to understand what the mind of Jesus is, which is the mind of the Spirit, life and peace. You learn that some thoughts bring you life and peace, while others bring only unrest and emptiness. In this way, you learn to discern between good and evil in the daily situations of life, between what is and what is not well-pleasing in His sight. Jesus becomes your instructor and guide to a deeper life in the Spirit. The relationship that you have with Jesus is also in your human spirit, where you learn to turn to Him in times of stress, struggle and temptation, away from your own thoughts and feelings. There you meet the Spirit of Jesus, which is the Spirit of prophecy. The prophetic Spirit of Jesus speaks edification, exhortation and comfort right to your human spirit, and you will sense that you are powerfully strengthened. As you draw closer to Jesus, the Bible words you have read and heard and spoken so many times before will suddenly become alive for you. Dry verses that had little meaning before will become full of power to live the life that Jesus lived. You will sense that a spirit of revelation speaks in your inner man and you will understand the word of God and your own life very differently as a result. Faith will be born in your heart at a deeper level with each revelation over the word. And as your faith grows, so does the power of the Spirit in your life so that you can follow in Jesus' footsteps even more. Relationships with people are dynamic in that they often change with time and can grow deeper. So it is also with your relationship with Jesus. Just as God's mercies are new every morning, your relationship with Jesus can also be new and alive every morning. The relationship becomes deeper as your love for Him increases and as your love for your own life that is your own will, decreases. Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him, and he with me. Revelation 3 verse 20. He says, anyone. Doesn't that include you? Maybe you became a Christian long ago, but have never really experienced an intimate relationship with Jesus. Do you sense him knocking at the door of your heart today? Invite Him into your heart not just as a sacrifice for your sins, but as a dear and beloved friend, as Lord and Master, as one whom you desire to rule and reign in your heart and life. Blessed are you if you believe Jesus' words. Open the door of your heart and invite Him in as Lord and Master. If you do this, if you obey His word in your life, you will experience what it is to have Jesus alive and dwelling in your heart you will experience an intimate relationship with the King of kings
1: and Lord of lords. There's so much in this article about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. It was really inspiring to listen to, actually.
0: I think it was a really clear and good article. Um,
1: so, how, how did it actually begin for you, Milenko? How did you begin this personal relationship with Jesus?
0: Well, there's different stages, uh, but definitely, when I was a little boy, I was three years old, maybe, and I remember my parents telling me Bible stories, telling me about David, King David, and you know how he loved God, and then I remember my mom telling me about Jesus and that I could go to Jesus anytime. You know, I was afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. and I'd call my mum and she'd say, well, you can talk to Jesus. He'll help you. He's your friend. He's here with you. And that, for me, I felt this huge comfort. And that stayed with me all my life, really, that f- relationship as a friend, one who cares for me. And, of course, as you get older, that relationship becomes different. You begin to see, firstly, what He's done for you and then what that means for me and what I can, how I can follow Him And so on. So it's really, uh, it started off as this childlike relationship, full trust and so on, and then it developed into something much, much deeper.
1: I think sometimes, you know, we have that relationship, like you said, this childlike relationship with Jesus when we're children. But then as we grow older, especially in the teenage years, we start, you know, being awake to, for example, our lusts. And we sometimes feel like Jesus is against us Mm -hmm. when we're in that, that stage when you feel the lusts raging and you feel like you've done and given into so many temptations. Is Jesus still there at that point? or?
0: Yeah, and you can feel He's against you. You can also feel in this way that I've really disappointed Him. Mm. Like I, I had it like that, I felt like He was always there, He'd never change, but I was the one who was letting Him down. And then you feel, okay, well, maybe I'm not worthy of this or maybe He's not interested anymore. You sort of get that feeling that there is a distance. And then for me, it was a real eye-opener, something we've always heard, something we've always known as Christians, but to get this as an understanding, the reason Jesus came to earth was because of me, because I was suffering, because I was uh, unable to come free from sin. That's the reason He came. He came to set me free from sin, and there wasn't a sin that He didn't die for. So he loves me through all of this. That's the purpose of me being a Christian is that because I have this nature and because I've given in, I need to be set free, and he's the one who did it. So for me, that was actually an eye-opener as time went by that, okay, yes, okay, I've done things that probably did disappoint him, but that's why he was there, and he was willing to help me, wanted to help me, and that, for me, then I had to humble myself and go and ask for help. And then I got help. Hmm.
1: So we I mean despite our feelings, despite the guilt we may feel, we have to first believe that Jesus isn't angry with us and he wants to help us. Yeah. And we have to have faith that he will also forgive us when we come to him with our sins and exactly how we are, right?
0: Absolutely. That's that's the whole point. And that's what he wants too. He wants to have that relationship with us. Jesus wants a relationship with us, not only that it's not one way. Either way, it's it's really the two of us having a relationship.
1: Would you say that's the beginning? Then that's how, in a way, I could start my relationship with him by first going to him exactly how I am. Right. And then he, as time goes on, he starts to show us more. Shows us more. I mean, it says in the article that Jesus wants to reveal Himself to me. What is it actually that He's wanting to reveal? Is He revealing revelations in the Word? Or? Well,
0: that that. It was one thing that I got that revelation personally, I'm talking about my personal life now, how he actually died for me, he did this for my sake, he did this for the whole world. But then there's something more. He didn't only die, he mm-hmm. lived a life. Mm-hmm. And why did he live that life? And then then you begin to realize he left me footsteps. That's what Peter writes about that he, he left as an example that we may follow him. And then he… He says, who did no sin and so on. So, it's really, you begin to see that Jesus is our master, He's our, he's our leader, He's um, forerunner. a forerunner. That's part of that relationship is that I've got someone to look up to that I can follow. And He's, he, he's there and He's helping me, He's saying, come on, come on, I'll show you the way, um, which He does, of course, by giving me His Holy Spirit. And then He can speak to me and show me in my situations how he would have taken it.
1: I think. I think for me, the first time I really actually start to understand that I could communicate with Jesus, where I also can hear from Him. I think I was I was in my teens, and I remember just one deciding that every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pray and say, you know, here I am to do Your will, like we hear Jesus did in when on mm. His days on Earth, and that I like I prayed. I remember I prayed every day. I still do today don't let me do my will i want to do your will and then as time went by i actually start to i start to hear his voice mm. i start to hear like you said the holy spirit speaking to me and then i start to understand what his will is cuz i think often when we read the bible we we understand it in in like the words we understand the words but it's not always we understand how that applies to my life mm. but the holy spirit can show us
0: right and that's the point that uh, the Holy Spirit can show us because Jesus did it, and that's what He can show me. And I think we heard from the article that it's uh, we can come to Jesus as a friend, but more than that, He's not just just you know a, a buddy, you can say. He's not just you know someone who pats me on the back and says it's all right, but He's someone whom I can go to, who understands, who's actually gone through these things and came out victorious. Came out a conqueror, came out with an unblemished spirit, and he can show me what to do. So it's a, it's a. He can comfort me as well. Yes, this is hard. You will, you will have these uh, hard f- feelings. You will have these situations. It's not always easy, but it's possible. And then I get shown the way, and that's. Uh, I think then you're coming into this deeper relationship, and he tells you what to do. And then he says, if you love me, you keep my commandments, mm-hmm. and then. What did it say? Then, I will come to dwell with you, my Father will come to dwell with you. They come and become part of our life.
1: Make their home with They'll us. They
0: make a, their home with us. Like we, we begin to to get that deeper, more intimate relationship when we keep His commandments. Because that's His will, then we come into His whole way of thinking, and it becomes His life.
1: So, making their home with us is kind of like they're, they're there to stay in a way.
0: They're there to stay. Isn't that amazing? It's not just I pray to Him in the evenings and then He opens the window and says, yes, let's, you know, what do you, what do you want now? But it's all day, every day, He's there.
1: And He's there in our in our spirit? What do you say, speaking to us in our spirit?
0: Yes, He's, uh, we heard that from the article, that He's there, He's in our, our hearts. In our affections and our what we how we we want to serve him um, and then it comes into our mind that we get we think about it consciously it, it comes to mind, he reminds us, but then also in our spirit and being in the uh, in our spirit our relationship in the spirit that's really really deep then you then you you have contact with him, the innermost longings that you have. Um, your needs that you may not even be able to express with words. You can have contact with Him there, and He he comes to you, and He comforts you, and He speaks to you and encourages you in your spirit. Even if your feelings are down, even if the situation can seem really dark, in your spirit you're feeling this closeness to Jesus. A you know? strength. A strength. That's that, that deep relationship to Jesus that we can come to. I was also thinking uh, that there's actually different levels of relationship. Uh, when you read this and read in the Bible, you see that there's the one of Him being a friend. Mm. That's what I experienced right from childhood and feel to this day. There's also like a more a working relationship, you could call it. Uh, him as master, me as disciple. And learning. Learning, yeah. And uh, He's my forerunner and so on. That He's someone that I look up to, who, who shows me, gives me things to do. I have to obey His commandments and then it goes well with me. And then comes the most, what I think, when you're talking about uh, what's exciting about Christianity, I think this one verse in Hebrews 2 is probably one of the most exciting verses. Uh, Let's have a look. It says here in Hebrews 2, verse 11, For both he who sanctifies and those who have been sanctified are all of one, that means they come from the one Father, both Jesus and us, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, and I think that's a really exciting verse that Jesus is not ashamed to call us brother and in fact he's proud of it he he is our brother then you come to that really deep intimate relationship with him that uh, we become as it's written fellow heirs with Christ he wants to share things with us he wants to share everything with us he wants to give us eternal life and you've come through all that you come to that relationship when you Go the same way as him, and you you show through your deeds. This is what we, what I want. Then he comes to dwell with us. That makes sense, right? When we're brothers, that we live together under the same roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we keep his commandments, then he comes to us, and we become family.
1: And it doesn't mean also that I have to be perfect like Jesus for him to be my brother, right?
0: No, absolutely not. And that's the point. He's my big brother. He's my forerunner. He's the one who goes ahead. He show he shows me what to do, and he also helps me when I, when I. Uh, make, mistakes. make mistakes, and he can forgive me, and that's also part of that relationship. But the more that happens, the more I get this longing not to hurt him and to to be worthy of that relationship. That he really isn't ashamed to call me his brother. Then I then I do what I can, and I, I obey him, and he gives me the strength, and uh, it becomes better and better and deeper and deeper. Mm. And it's written that uh, in one John there that we shall. We don't know yet what we shall be, but we know that when he appears we shall be like him and we shall see him as he is. And that's that's the goal, that we really come to that point that we can be like him and we shall see him as he is. That's I'm looking forward to that day.
1: That really lifts daily life up to in a way a higher plane that you think about that I am called to be an heir with Jesus. Right. Like on the same level, in a way, as Him. And it also says, doesn't it say also in Hebrews 2 that I, I would declare my brethren to you, He would declare us to God, right? and that He would be proud of it.
0: Exactly. I <laughs> think of that. Yeah. yeah. So, that, that's something quite different from what we were talking about in the beginning, that you feel like, oh, I'm not worthy of Jesus, or mm. He's turned His back on me because I'm too bad, and so on. It's the mm. opposite. That's what He wants. He wants to come to that where he, he can show me to God, this is my brother, and I'm proud of Him. And uh, he, it starts with that forgiveness. It starts that He died for me to to get that. He died to get brothers, and uh, now it's my job to really be worthy of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: it's possible for everybody. So I think we'll end there. Hope that that has given me at least a lot to think about in daily life. That Jesus that Jesus is my brother, and that I want to live worthy of being Jesus's brother. Or sister.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. That's, uh, that's the thing. It's for everybody who wants to. But if this uh, if this episode has been uh, inspiring and helpful, which we really hope it has, you can help us to share it with more people who will benefit from it.
1: Yeah, there's there are a few ways you can share. You can talk about our podcast. You could maybe show some of your friends how to find a podcast. You can even share a link on Spotify to your friend groups and help us to spread the word. So thanks to
0: all of our thousands of listeners. We really appreciate that you join us every week. We hope you continue to do so. And as we said, spread the word.
1: Have an awesome week. See you. Bye, everyone. Bye.